The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hey, guess what? You got a second episode this week. As if the two-hour episode, well, I guess it's an hour and a half that we put out earlier this week wasn't enough fun. We get to have some more fun because, I mean, it is summer blockbuster season which is my busy time because we do a lot of entertainment around here, especially of nerdy type things in the summer. They're appealing to us nerdy, nostalgic people by not only giving us a new Top Gun movie, but a new Jurassic franchise movie. I don't know what to call it. Is it, is it still Jurassic Park franchise? Because now it's been Jurassic World. I don't know. We'll just call it the Jurassic franchise, I guess. But yes, we had a new film and that that came out. Uh, it's uh, We'll talk about the mixed reviews it's getting right now and share our opinion. Uh, on that, plus we're also going to go back and talk about the classic Jurassic Park in the summertime when the movies are hot. And there's the Lost Boy, Pastor Phil. <laughs> he is here with me once again. And it, wow, you know, it just seems like we were we were just here discussing Top Gun. I swear, five minutes ago. Either that, or I'm having a seizure. I'm not sure which. Oh, oh, well, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> We, we, we don't need you to seize up on us because uh, you. I don't want to wear you out. But well, my goodness. But yeah, a lot, as, have as much fun as we can possibly have. And heck, I'm still playing. And we're going to have a show. We got to talk about Lightyear this weekend. And even after that, we got a Thor movie, an Elvis movie. I t- there's just so much. I can't stuff. wait to see the Elvis movie. Yes. Well, I can't wait to see Thor either. Oh, I mean, I look forward to all. Oh, my, yeah. I just got done watching a great oh, documentary yeah. that came out a couple years ago of Elvis. It, uh, it's on the HBO Max. Man, that was great. I'm going to have to oh, look for it. dude, it was wonderful. I enjoyed that a tremendous amount. Nice. Yeah, it was like four hours because it was like two two different parts of it. And both sides, wow. both of them were like a two-hour thing. Oh, it was wonderful. So we'll be talking Elvis later, but not yeah, on this show. not this show. But uh, oh, we, we've got lots of fun little different news. And we'll go talk about what we've been watching, what we've been playing, and... There's the end of the thing. So I, I had to make sure I, I introduced everything we we're going to talk about on the show. Well, the sure. music ended because that's what a good host does. <laughs> I'm a good host. I am. Mm-hmm. People like me. Right? So you would be a host, and we can't say hostess. So we'll say host cupcake. I'm the host. <laughs> uh, I'm the host with the most. You're the host with the most, baby. I'm the host <laughs> with the most, baby. Oh, but yeah, we're going to just dive right into it. Although, I guess all right, now I get to tell some fresh stories of the week, I guess, because we're starting a new thing. And I was—I promised I was going to talk about, I guess, what uh, I did in St. Louis. Is that what we talked about? Something to that effect. I was going to tell some stories here. Uh, but I went down, another great podcast, and we've, we've heard from James Kennison of that story show a couple times. He's been on the show. Him and even his co- co-host was on one time. But I went down to St. Louis this past weekend. He was having an event. They call that Narthex Con. Uh, and uh, it was a, it was just kind of a, it's a day trip for That's us. What but they that were, was? They were recording uh, like three they, three different podcast episodes for three different shows over there. They were recording live with a live audience, and so you know what was fun about this is like you know Heather she's she's an introvert she you know she didn't she's heard some of that story show and she's commented on like that she would like to maybe tell a story to them one of these days because mm-hmm. it's a comedy show and it's basically you share if if. 
They talk about it's like don't get embarrassed to go and upset when something like this happens. To say that this belongs on that story show, and so you go and submit your stories with like those dumb things that happen that are actually when you look back at it, it's funny. Although some stuff that people send in, I don't think it's funny that the story happened. But I think what becomes funny is poor James Kennison. But he reacts like I react. But he has us freak out. Oh! And, and it's that's part of the fun is trying to freak James Kennison out. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> but that's part. But they did. Uh, he's got the Gospel of Kennison, which is like his own, you know, personal journey. Uh, also, the Red School Bus, which is the kid version of that story show, where they'll any story that's maybe not not appropriate for anyone under ten will not be making into 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 the regular. Or, you know, but Red School Bus is for the ten and under. Yeah, I understand. Uh, and he and he runs it actually with uh, usually he's had his daughter, his son, and now he's got his co-host son that, that works with him oh, on that show. Oh, that's nice. But that kid's his that kid's starting to hit puberty and his voice is dropping, so he's Aww. already going to get out the new kid. <laughs> Oh, cute. But we drove out there for that. Had a, And Heather, who wasn't sure that she was, you know, she's like, well, I'm not really excited for this. But mm-hmm. she had a good time. And what what, what I thought just touched my heart there uh, is I, there was a, a little boy that, because uh, we, we, he had a nice breaker game for us all to play, where he had a list of all these different things. So find somebody who's been to Disneyland. Find somebody who eats children, kids cereals. And find oh, somebody oh, who does you know, all these fun stuff. Yeah, I know. I felt that there. Yeah. Eats children. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get into my candy house. <laughs> Come on, Hansel. Hansel. Anyway. But uh, there was this little boy. He says, like, I just listened to your episode. Oh, and, and I was like, "Well, which one?" That I, oh, I was like, "Oh, you mean like the icicle killer episode?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, because the icicle killer." I was telling, I was on the guesting on their show and telling the story that Scott Browner once told us. But if you want to hear about the icicle killer, you're going to have to go download that story show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and find out about the icicle killer. Very smooth. Yes, indeed. <laughs> go check out that show. <laughs> Which uh, James Kennison, uh, I'm still working out the details. He will be on next episode here because he is the biggest Buzz Lightyear fan you'll ever oh, know. Good, I want to know. Good. And so, of course, I'm. He's he's probably going to be my co-host for next week, though. By the way, good, so you no, get a week off. Oh, no problem. No problem. So, uh, I'll just do a whole show with him. It'll be fun because uh, we'll do. A, although I'd like to get your thoughts on the Lightyear movie after we see it, but uh, you know, we'll we'll figure that out maybe too. But I figure I want his thoughts on the Lightyear movie after he sees it. Plus, tell you know what makes Buzz Lightyear so good, so cool. Yes. So that'll be next well, he's episode. A spe- he's a specialist. He's, he's a specialist. He's, he's got a huge Buzz Lightyear collection. That's awesome. This is a man that has more than one copy of Toy Story movies on VHS. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> I, he's had photos of his he, shelf like, wow. Hey, look, man, that, that sounds like something uh, I would do, like... Yeah, I, I yeah. have several copies of Big of, Trouble in Little China, and you got multiple Superman figures. Oh, around I here do, too. and I got multiple of of Superman himself, just in case something happens. The ones I got, yeah. And <laughs> I'd say he's probably got more Buzz Lightyear toys than you've got Superman toys. Even cool, cool. Uh, I, like I, it. I, I, I kid you not. I mean, wow, he is I, a big fan of Buzz Lightyear. I actually sometimes will have extra Supermans, and I'll give some away to kids. Yeah, uh, of course. Depending, like, I'm not talking about the ones I'm at door, but I have extras of different things and. Uh, and if someone gave me one, I don't give those away. But um, because if someone came over and saw that, you know, I'm not, I'm not a creep. But yeah. anyway, I I have so much stuff. I just you can't you can't outdo it. I love Superman. Yeah. Loves it just like Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Indeed. Lightyear is so great. Yeah, <laughs> I do love me some Buzz Lightyear as yeah. well. So. And uh, as far as Woody goes, I will say this: I love what Woody is named after. Uh, I forgot what the uh, oh Woodrow. Was he really? Yes, Woodrow is Woodrow. Uh, but I, I thought I heard something. There was some specific. I know, like uh, Buzz Lightyear was kind of a, kind of a Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin, you know. And but Woodrow uh, of uh, <laughs> Woodrow F. Call 
from um, from Lonesome Dove. So I thought it was the. I always took it as the joke that he was supposed to be like a wooden toy, but uh, I guess he's supposed to be plastic. We yeah, learned. Yeah, in but, but they, the later they, they, they called him. They call him Woodrow. Well, heck from, far. Yeah, I had no idea. But, but it was basically though we found out he was Howdy Doody. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but he's Woody Doody. Mm-hmm. Woodrow, 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 Woody Woodrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Woodrow F. Call from uh, Lonesome Dove, which is yeah. my which is my favorite movie, which is technically a miniseries, but yeah. but you put it together a six hour movie. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Woo. If you can sit there for six hours and watch it and you can. I do. And you do. And a lot of times I'll just watch it uh and I'm not the only one I've heard of people those times I just watch a bit of a time every, all throughout yeah. the weeks. And, Episodic. Yeah. Oh, it's great. You could watch it like an hour a week. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the great thing about it is, is sometimes we'll just watch it like an hour and a half movie because it, it's what each episode is about yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, it's great. You could. <laughs> yep. Wonderful. But to move us on into the regular yeah. features here, let's get into some host chatter. What have you been watching? And what I watched this week, and I actually just finished watching it today because I wanted to be able to talk about it. And we talked about last the last episode when we played the teaser. It's like, well, we'll talk about this more next week. I watched the first episode of Miss Marvel, mm. the newest Marvel series. Now, where I wanted to give a credit is they're trying to be kind of creative with this. Uh, although what they're doing is basically, if you've seen um, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, mm. it's very much styled like that. Oh, okay. Um, they've done some things where if, if she's going to fall back on something onto her bed, the camera's going to fall her in that movement. Oh, okay. They're, so they're trying to keep fast camera movements, and when she's having a conversation with her best friend, the stuff they're talking about, of like they're because they're you know, making a costume, it will be animated in the graffiti behind them. Oh, so, so they're always doing multiple things. So uh, that is kind of like Scott Pilgrim. It's kinda, yes, it's so, very Scott so Pilgrim. So it's kind of uh, comedic then. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, they were, I think they were trying to go for some humor levels in this, and that's it really sets this series apart from other Marvel series and the style of it to where I can't take it seriously of being in the same universe. Oh. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of fun to watch, but it's it's very stylized. I think it definitely geared towards uh, maybe, and even the first episode was called Generation Y or Generation Z. I think it, yeah, I think the episode's called Generation Y. But I mean, it's it's aimed at that younger generation. Yeah, uh, that's what it looked like because it's got to be that that quick hop uh, SpongeBob level humor where it's got to mm. be every five seconds something is happening. Yeah, it's too, that kind of stuff. This is for me. I'm I got. Literally, I've got issues, and yeah. uh, it, it's a uh, it, it's almost too fast. It almost hurts yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, but it's like there's always got to be constant stuff. And like I, I feel like I can't pay attention to the conversation going on because I'm looking at everything happening in the background that's supposed to be illustrating it. <laughs> it's a little distracting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my brain didn't grow up with a with a phone, so you know they're they're not aiming it at forty five year old me. <laughs> uh, but I did say I, I will say that I did kind of enjoy it. It was you know. Uh, I, it's a lot of that typical, like, oh, okay, we have to make the underdog character. Oh, yes, there's the school nerd who's suddenly going to get superpowers. Hmm. Uh, it's like, oh, now here we go again. Haven't we seen this a bazillion times? Spider-Man did it first, but now everybody thinks they need to do the same thing. I'd so, like to see, this is just me, I'm just for like once to see the upper dog be the underdog. Like talking about the, the popular kid in school, the super popular kid in school that has everything. To see that that doesn't isn't having everything. Sometimes yeah. it's, it's having well, too much. That's been done too. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Where they, the, 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 the major ego, the things that are so great, gets that humble them realize that they don't. It's like they don't realize the effect they're having, and they make a change. Thor was that. That's not what I mean, though. What I mean is like 
where people can see that the cheerleader, the most popular cheerleader, really has a lot on her plate. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's exactly right. Yeah, that so kind it's, of thing. that's been done. That's good. But and, and it can be done really well because yes. they they have to take the responsibility and realize maybe they haven't treated people the way they should have because yeah. of their ego. And that's, that's true. Thor. That's Thor was great. Thor maybe was not a greatest movie, but I liked it that they I had that Thor. his lesson that he learned, and you know. It's a, I'm thinking of a Nirvana song. All of a sudden, serve the servants. I also love the you director know. of Thor. Yes, yeah, Kenneth Branagh. He he makes some great films. Yes, he does. He's great. With Shakespeare and he's a and great all that. actor. Mm-hmm. Oh great, yeah, uh, he does so many fun. He's one of my favorites. I love him in the Harry Potter franchise. Oh, yeah. He's so funny. Well, but I've was, even seen him play Henry V. I was wow. say, he's great in Shakespeare. Yes. I, of course, I like Shakespeare, but yes. yeah, yeah, he's good at that stuff. Indeed, the, the, well, I'm doing my best experience. <laughs> I thought you were doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh right into the into the microphone that loud. I apologize. <laughs> that was hilarious. The thing is, though, that's great about it is he brings a lot of Shakespearean qualities to his films. And um, people think what they will. But I'll tell you, uh, a lot of our great stories have Shakespearean. Too. For instance, Lion King yes. is the retelling of Hamlet. Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And, and some great stuff. Is indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, yeah. So, but so overall, I'd say Ms. Marvel. Uh, I, you know, it's a, I, I don't know if I'll. I might go ahead and watch the second episode. I'll, I'll watch one. It's, it's yeah. worth taking a look. Yeah. I, you know, I had some fun with it, and I, you know, uh, so I'm, I'm going to see where they're going with it. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, I'll have to watch it's, it. I, I, I was, I didn't really, you know, I was kind of like, eh, I could give or take, but I did enjoy it for. You know, I don't think it's as good as some of the other Marvel series, but then again, to give it time to develop. My problem is, is I get confused with the, this Miss Marvel thing. I guess I was thinking of the uh, character. What's her name? Marvel Girl or Marvel? Uh, what? Is it? Well, she was Miss Marvel, and then she's become Captain Marvel. Okay, see, that's so, the problem. My brain. They wanted a new Miss Marvel, my, and so my brain gets confused with the names yeah, of things. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's wrong with? So that's a little weird. <laughs> I mean, they gave her somebody else's name and somebody else's powers in the comics. So I was like, who cares? But now they've brought the character around because well, we wanted to have some more females, and they, hey, the cool thing about her, she's also Muslim, and uh, I, I was afraid that they were going to overdo it with like. Yeah. Look, we have a Muslim character here. Do you see our Muslim character? And some of the fan people have acted, I think, that way. But I don't feel like this episode did that. Oh, that's good. I mean, it just was just part of her character. That's who she is. Yeah, it's just part. And, and I was like, that's the way to do it. Just make it just so it's a, just a part of who well, she is. Because, I mean, they did not make a big deal at all about Mark Spector supposed to be Jewish. You would not have even realized it in the series if you didn't know if he didn't at one point have his yarmulke on his head. Yeah. But they did not make a big deal of it. But they, they really integrated it as part of her life. And... You get to see how the way she's being raised. Her parents are very, uh, and very, you know, I guess, in a conservative sort of way of, of like that Muslim. You know, like you, you need to as a Muslim, you're they're gonna they're you're trying to earn your way into heaven, yeah, um, basically. And so they're very strict on what these like you know, especially her mother. His mother is really trying to guide her and keep her very traditional and stuff. Sure. Tradition, tradition, <laughs> you know. So, but so her being Muslim does factor into the way her parents treat her and the way she's being raised and it just it makes a part of who she is. I like that actually integrates very well to just develop the character. So I like the way it was done. Yeah. Um so I'll I'll, I'll keep watching uh and until it's if something becomes stupid then I'll be like, "Oh, the man." Uh, cuz I'm not really a big fan of the character, but I you know, overall, uh I I did enjoy the first episode. Uh, it took me a while to warm up to it. Um, but I was like, you know, this isn't bad. I mean, and uh, the actress, I think, is doing a wonderful job. She's a likable character. Well, she's got just enough charisma to about be... About what age do you think the character is? Because I, I didn't know. I haven't watched it. Uh, she's just turned 16. Okay, I was going to say, because she looks about 15 to me. 
And there's a pretty funny part where she tries to take her driving test, and I won't tell you oh, what oh, happens, oh, oh, but oh, oh. it's a pretty Poor funny kid. thing, and you're just like, you feel for her, like, oh. Sure, sure. that's a yeah. hard age. Yeah, yeah trying to do the driving test, and like, yep, so. Uh, then there, there, But there's a lot of just fun, but it's, there's so much animated stuff, and even there's a whole scene where they're planning how they're going to go to AvengerCon or whatever, that uh, <laughs> that is so very Avengers animated. Con. <laughs> yeah. But... This would have almost been served better as a animated series. Oh, really? Yes. The way it was stylized, I'm like, this is kind of neat, but uh, this this feels like it should have been an animated series. I bet yeah. they could do. I, th- I think they presented her in uh, some of the Avengers cartoons. I think they've brought hmm. the character in. So she's been animated before, but you know, given her own animated series might have worked with the style they're doing. But you know, they're doing a the live action as if it's animated, which makes it feel weird within the Marvel universe. But then again, the the last couple Thor movies, including this new one, have been a very different stylistic. But yet somehow another fits in the Marvel universe because they're doing the art style and the color scheme of like the classic Thor comics. So I like that director. Yes, Taika Waititi. He's so great. Well, he's involved. With the uh, did you see Obi One? Is he helping out with the Obi One series? Mm-hmm. He's in it. I haven't. I don't think I've seen him pop up yet. Yeah. Ooh, but uh, did you see his? Um, I oh man, it was a good heartfelt movie. Uh, and yet funny. Um, I think can't think of it. It's, it's about the kid growing up in Germany with the Nazis, and Taika Waititi pops in as his version of Hitler. Yes. Did you see that movie? I can't think of the name of it. I didn't see it, but I saw bits of it. Oh wow, it's the Her. feels. Yes. It'll get you in the feels because it's it's a kind of a growing up movie, but it's just in the weird setting of growing up in uh, in a Nazi Germany and him, him meeting the Jew- Jewish girl that he's been taught that she's this horrible monster and he was like where where are your fangs you know that finding out that she's just a human being and oh right in the feels yeah, I saw that right bit, in yeah. the feels but yet very funny that's. I, what was the name of that movie? I remember watching it when I was in the hotel when the mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. the the house was flooded, and I was like, you know, I was very curious about it. It's like, and I like this director, so I want to see it. And I, I said, I don't think I saw it from the absolute. Maybe I did catch it from near the beginning, but watched it. And oh wow, right in the feels, right in the feels. Good movie. Scarlett <laughs> Johansson as his mother. Oh um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, and there and it's there's some stuff that's kind of hard to watch because it's sad, but it's uh, it's just it has a happy feel. But there's some <laughs> th- sad things to happen as he's growing up, but. I'm sorry, I can't think of the name of the movie. Some of you are probably screaming it at your phone right now, but uh, I, I don't know if I ever did a review out on the show, but I, I really enjoyed that movie. It was really good. Right in the feels, brother. Well, laughing all the way, though, right in the feels. So, yes. Um, what have you been playing? Well, today was the day that PS Plus became merged with PS Now. So for seventeen ninety nine. A month, of course, you can you can do it, pay for the whole year if you want to, uh, and I would maybe like to do that, or you can pay for like a three month. But this gives you access to classic PS one games, PS two games, PS three games, PS four games. If I had a PS five, I could play it on there. But all these old classic games plus gives me the ability to play online, and so now I'm actually paying for that membership. Do they have the original Twisted Metals? I'll bet they're in there somewhere. I want to find them. I bet you could. I like you to, have find to browse them. the library. Well, but look. This now gives me the. Uh, the <laughs> I I uh, I'm going to add free games to my library because they re they well or I guess you'd call it a reboot of the God of War franchise and making a completely different style of game. I've sampled it a little bit streaming a long time ago, but I now have it in my library because it's the free game this month. But uh, what I what I've ended up playing now is uh, I downloaded today the Spider-Man Miles Morales game, and I finally got the chance to sit down and play with that Good. Uh, a bit. And uh, I'm enjoying it so far. It's uh, I, what, One of the things I've got to say I'm enjoying is Miles, he's only had spider powers for like a few months, and he's still getting used to it. And they did just enough. 
He's a, sometimes when he lands on a very small thing, he'll awkwardly go, ooh, ooh yeah. okay. Like he's, 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 he's keeping his balance. Guy, yeah. He's not as perfected. His fighting is not as clean. Yeah. I've noticed like I have a harder time taking down some of the common thug type characters with Miles. He's not as you know taking him down as quickly as I was when I was playing the uh, the, the full Spider-Man. But I was like, and he's got a completely different combat style. It's like he's adjusting. So I like that. It, I feel like we're at that learning to be Spider-Man a little bit. And uh, so, but it's kind of been fun to kind of play because it's like he feels to play a little different, and he's got a different, a different power with this venom bioelectric thing that uh, that he has, which comes in handy because you can like break up a guarding. You know, if, if some enemy's blocking, you're like, like yeah, venom punch, boom, you know. So he's got some really neat combination of some bioelectric electric powers that he has. So yeah, I've been enjoying it so far, and but I love his. The way he swings, the way he fights and everything is very much his own way. And it's it's a little bit of awkward, like he's still getting comfortable with it. But it's also him and Daniel kind of finding his own way around uh, and doing things. And he's some even his some of his stealth takedowns are not as finessed as we saw in the Spider-Man game. But in, in the Spider-Man game, we're supposed to be dealing with somebody who's been Spider-Man for like 10 years or so or you know like that and now we're getting somebody who's had it just a few months so he's like he's not as he's got style but he's not as finesse and it's kind of neat and i'm kind of hoping like maybe by the end of the game he's gonna like because you know we, we you level up the character i would like to see him get better and better throughout the game i have the game i want to play it a couple times myself because i play other things too yeah. but, my, but i've seen it <laughs> but oh that's what i play the most yeah Mostly with the creation and the playing, but uh, mostly the creation because that's I'm an artist. But uh, yeah. my uh, my nephew, my nephew, uh, he loved my, it. My nephew Wally nuts about. Oh, he Freddie was well, loving he it too. too. But my yeah. nephew Wally, he's done so much of it, and he just gets really into it. He, he'll look at me and go, "Can I play Miles Morales? Yeah, you can play Miles Morales." And so he'll get down here and he'll just play for hours and hours and hours. And, and sometimes he'll say, "I know you got to go, but can when you go, can I play Miles Morales?" He'll say, and I'll say, "Yeah, you can play Miles Morales." And uh, but he always asks me very politely. And uh, so I let him play Miles Morales, as he calls it, and uh, he he just loves the heck out of it, and he he just really gets into it. Yeah, it's and, a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, it is. Of course, and, the original Spider-Man game was a lot oh, of fun. Oh, fun! It's a perfect. But what I like about the game, from what I played of it, it does feel different. But I like that. Is my, like my, I like the wrestling game. It's when you play a different character, it doesn't feel exactly the same. Yeah, like he feels different. There's different types of guys. You have the high flyers. You have the big, heavy dudes. Mm-hmm. And each one's different. And I like that. You, yeah. You, you, that's why you don't want to get used to just one person. Yeah. And the same with Miles and them. I like that because not everybody does do the same things. Yeah. Miles <laughs> like is kind of, even though Peter's, you know, kind of teaching him, he's mm-hmm. still developing his own style. And what's even cool is, like, the original, the Spider-Man PS4 game, like, there wouldn't be much music. And then when you'd leap off a building, it's like, he had his own theme song. And it would swell as you would swing through the city. And now we've got the same style, but now the music is more Miles, where it's like a little bit, you got that little bit of a hip-hop style, but yet still has almost an epic superhero feel. But it's it feels more like Miles than it does Peter. It's really, really neat. They did a great job with it. I can't wait until that Spider-Man 2 game comes out eventually. Until then, I'm going to see if I can finish this you know, yeah, right. Before I start playing that Ninja Turtle game by the end of the week, <laughs> don't lie to yourself. I'm gonna try, but I probably will not have it finished by then. <laughs> no, but, that, you know, I didn't mean to. That sounded a little bit like the, the but, Goblin from yeah. The, for, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. the thing is that Ninja Turtle game. I'm probably gonna want to spend more time playing that online with you. Oh yeah, and that's more of an arcadey thing. So I'll get it. I'm gonna sit down and play with you, and then I'll on my own. I'll probably be playing Spider-Man until I finish it, dude. You better believe. <laughs> I'll now, <video. laughs> the issue you and I are gonna have. 
is we both Leonardo's our top turtle. Le- you know, Leo's, but you're more of a, a, a Michelangelo personality. I mean, you know, I'm a little, say, uh, on my inner side is a Leonardo, but my outer side comes out as a Michelangelo. I'm more of a. I have that responsibility, but I like to have some fun. But Michelangelo is one of my top ones as well. I love Mikey. So what I was thinking I was probably going to do is I'm going to let you be Leo out of the goodness of my heart, and I'll probably will be playing as Mikey. Yeah, because I, I, I do love, and I, I like them all. Though, and I even got honest. to interview Townsend Coleman, the voice of Michelangelo, oh, from the time. Oh, great. And that's one of the things I love about this. Game What's his name again? Voice, Townsend Coleman. Townsend Coleman, that's a cool name. Uh, so I got to talk to him, and he did some Michelangelo voices. I was like, oh, I was just tickled. You know those. Before. I want to have Cam Clark, the voice of Leonardo, one of these days. Oh, I love his voice. Yes, indeed, he voiced so much stuff. I was gonna say he My was goodness. on lots of stuff. Yeah, a lot of video games too. I mm. mean, Liquid Snake and the Metal Gear Solid. I mean, he's oh, yeah. iconic for that. Uh, and then also in World of Warcraft, he's done uh, some playable character. But Raphael, man, oh, he was on. Yeah. He was Rob on. Pulse. It, I did get a chance to talk to him, but I wasn't able to record an interview. But I was oh. able to ask him about the the newer Ninja Turtles. He was even on show. Gummy Bears, remember? Yes, Gusto. Gusto. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, they, yeah, I've gotten to talk to him, Rob Possum. He's he an awesome guy. Every, I mean, you could almost yeah. throw a, a rock in the middle of the 80s and 90s. <laughs> yeah. And Yakko there he is. and uh, some character off of the the one, the other genius that's, <laughs> that's not right, next to That's right, he was Yakko. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's so funny as a Yakko. You remember so all the songs? Oh, I'm hurting my neck and looking you, at you. You know he could sing, too, <clears throat> because as Yakko, he had to he sing did so many almost songs. every episode. Yes. But he's back being the voice. The original cast is back to voice this game. Yeah, that's great. Oh, Except that's for, great. Unfortunately, uh, the voice of Shredder, he has passed away. Yes, James Avery. We love him. I dedicated an episode to him. So it's unfortunate he's not I, back. But I don't remember if I told you this. Maybe I did. But he played Uncle Phil. From, yes. And whenever whenever that he, he died, um, one of my... On Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yeah. Along. Uh, whenever he passed away, um, one of my uh, cousin-in-laws, we can call her, his wife, she goes, oh, Uncle Phil died. And their daughter fell down and started crying and said, oh, I love him. They thought they, they were talking about me. No, I, and, knew, I knew it was going that I, way. And, and it was so <laughs> sweet because he cried so hard and, and, and just right in the middle of the floor. And and, and it just broke my heart. It was a it was a Isabel. Anyway, oh, she she stood up and cried. And just uh, and she goes. She said, "No, no, 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 not him." The and TV she said, version. Yeah, and she said it was an actor who played a guy named that. So she got up wiping her. They said she was wiping away a bunch of tears. And goes, oh. She was good. He's my favorite. Is what she oh. said. <laughs> I thought. I was like, oh, that got my heart. <laughs> oh, oh, my heart. But uh, since we're gonna talk some games here, um, I think we're about to start the news. I hit the wrong button. I'm sorry. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. I, I swear, it's like the main thing I do anymore is I cover video games. Yeah. But that's okay. Video games and movies, brother. That's that's the way I live my life. You hate video games. A quarter mile at a time. <laughs> okay. I was referencing a, a terrible movie franchise, by the way. All right, now I'm going to get the hate mail. What movie franchise is that? Fast and Furious. Oh, I, I think it's one of those bad lines. So, you hey, know, you know let us see what they're going to say. I think they're bad, too. But that's just me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there was um, a, an Xbox... Bethesda, um, I guess a showcase, what you would call it, uh, here on Sunday, where they were going and talking about some of the games coming out that are 
because uh, Bethesda was bought by Xbox or by Microsoft. Now, for for Philip, who is not familiar, and maybe if you're not following along at home, Bethesda is the people who uh, like the the Elder Scrolls series uh, and a few other franchises, but mainly like the Elder Scrolls, like Skyrim, is what you're mainly going to know them for. Uh, I think there's some other stuff Bethesda was behind, uh, but. They've been working on a new game and uh, uh, Starfield, I think it is, and stuff. And so they've showed a little footage of that. But they mentioned a lot of other different games that are kind of coming around. Aliens, Dark Descent. Uh, this, uh, I think it's going to be an online thing from the look of it. It's kind of a top-down playing thing where you're you know playing as your whatever Marines and uh, killing some aliens and stuff. And it looks like this would be something fun to play with a group of friends. Uh, also did see some uh, some trailer stuff for a game called Layers of Fears, which apparently is the, the franchise of a, um, Layers of, of Fear normally, but now it's Layers of Fears. And looking at this, it seems to be continuing on from the, if you've ever played this, it's a, uh, the original is almost a, some people will call it a walking sim. I mean, but there's a lot of puzzles to solve. It's kind of a scary uh, mystery, and it, you, it, basically, in order to get the full story, you need to make sure you read a lot of documentation. You explore as you go. Uh, it's it's very much a, like a living novel, uh, but but you don't do a whole lot of reading because a lot of it is through dialogue with a lot of puzzles. But but uh, a new game in that series, which is going to give um, a different character's perspective, because uh, basically the now I haven't played Layers of Fe- Layer of Fear too. Um, but uh, James Kennison did talk about it actually when he was on last October because he's played it and there's actually something pursuing you in that one. But the first one deals with a guy who's an artist and uh, his perspective of a story. And then there was a, a downloadable content that was the daughter having grown up returning to this house and a little bit of her story. Uh, but this is going to be the story of the wife who had slowly been going mad in the story. Uh, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything. Y'all should play these. You can get it fairly inexpensively, these games, for pretty much any system, even even the Nintendo Switch. Also, we found out about a, a remake, and I am put that a question mark, of The Last of Us, which they're calling now The Last of Us Part 1. That way they can differentiate. And basically all they're doing is they've uh, kind of retextured. Uh, there might be some gameplay changes, but overall... It's like the third release of The Last of Us that has been put out. Because you had the original on PS3. They cleaned it up for a remaster on PS4. I actually have I have two versions I already own because I have it on the PS3. And then I bought it digitally for PS4 because I thought, oh, I'm going to see how much better it looks. And it looked kind of better. You know, they didn't really change the graphics. But the one thing I'll say with this is looking at the comparison, they really, the retexturing and redoing the lighting for PS5, it does look good. But essentially, I've played this game multiple times already. And it is a great game. It is brilliant. It's very dark. Um, I, I, it's it's got some a lot of language and some thematic. Mis- I don't know if you'd be a fan of the game, Phil. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, but the the story is What's really good. Again? The Last of Us. Uh, a, a series is coming. I think to HBO Max based off of it. Oh, I forgot who. It, I think it's Pedro Pascal that's playing the main mm. character. Um, but I mean, it's it's a good story. But there is some stuff that's uh, a bit. Uh, much. I'll yeah. ta- I'll, we'll talk about it later because I don't like bringing it up on the show. But those of you who played the game, you know. Uh, but it was a, such a good story. Now, the sequel, I did not want to play because after some stuff I learned about the story, I was like, no, that's I don't want to do that. So I didn't play the second one. Um, it didn't sound like it was going to be. I would. I, I don't think I would enjoy the story near as much and the brutality that they kind of put into it. But yeah, this like this remake. But the, I, and I'm I'm glad I wasn't alone at this and questioning what on the the trailer was put online where it's like. 
Oh, did we need this again? I mean, yeah, that looks good, but I, I've, I've played it. Can, I, can, can you guys make a new game? You know, instead of making, you know, if you're going to remake it, remake it. But it's not that old of a game for a remake, you know. So, so everybody's kind of like, oh, but it looks really good. We appreciate that. But yeah, you know, just because it looks good, it's still the same game. Although they have talked about they tried to, you know, do some changes to the combat, maybe. But anyways, uh, here's something. I don't know. remember that there was actually any um, dialogue to this, but there was like a trailer for something called Marvel's Midnight Suns, and it's a Darkness Falls trailer. Um, I'm not sure what... Th- a part of me thinks this is a mobile game. It's some sort of RPG thing. Uh, like I said, I don't remember if there's dialogue in this. This world has no hope under your Okay, due to the fact that I'm going to get in copyright trouble because of there's a lot of uh, Metallica's Master of Puppets mm-hmm. going on there. Uh, it's from 2K Games, uh, but it says here the description is Hell's Army just got stronger. We're going to need some backup. Marvel's Midnight Suns, a tactical RPG from Fraxis Games, and 2K launches World Ride October 7th. Now, I think this is the um, same people who brought... Uh, what is the name of the game series that I've seen and I haven't played? Yep. That, that's really helpful. But I think it's like a turn base where you're going to control a squad, I think is the idea here. But you're getting to play with some Marvel characters, including Wolverine. Uh, but I cannot play the audio of that trailer because that's... Yeah, I don't want to have a copyright strike. Yeah, basically, this the, almost a video. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it, Venom and like a lot of your, you know, your, your favorite Marvel. Folk, yeah. But it's, it's the more... Violent Marvel yeah. heroes, more the anti-hero types. Kind of, a, I almost suspect to see someone like Blade, Morbius, those types of people. Yes, 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 yes. Punisher. Oh, here's something fun. We finally heard something about Diablo Four. Now, you, have you ever played any of the Diablo games? I do not recall. Okay, uh, I finally got around to completing Diablo Three on a console. Uh, but uh, the, I mean, this is this is a franchise that's been around for a good long time, and I mean, you you don't get better like the ultimate villain. That you want to go, you know, fight against would be basically the devil. Pretty near, yeah. That's pretty much what this is. It's a fantasy thing where you basically got these devils and you're taking the side of angels usually. Uh, although that last one, only one angel was coming to the aid of humanity to guide them to fight against Diablo and his evil dark forces. And it's it's got some dark, creepy things with some grid RPG elements. They're really fun. And finally, we're going to get a Diablo four and uh, Rod Ferguson tweeted this out. To be clear, D4 is a full-price game built for PC, PS, Xbox audiences. We are committed to delivering an incredible breadth of content after launch for years to come, anchored around optional cosmetic items and full story-driven expansions. More details soon. Nerco blog tomorrow. So, I mean, because Diablo 3 was set to where they, they put it completely online, and it's living on online where people, you know, you're basically playing through a lot of the same areas over and over again, but there's just like, oh, there's different things to go and achieve in there, and so it's really fun to play online with that, with others and with your friends. Uh, Diablo 4, apparently, is going to be similar to that, where they're going to keep expanding upon the game. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, also, ooh, you know what? Here's something that's not a video game. If I can get it to open up. Uh, but well, I can't get the article that I'm referencing to open up. This is over, also over on IIGN. There we go. Spider Verse Two, which we know is coming. It's been delayed a little bit. COVID kind of slowed things down. We are. But uh, they're deep diving. You know, you know the. Uh, I, I I don't know. If this is the main villain of the yeah. of the thing. This might be just one. The spot. <laughs> the look you're giving me might say it all. You wouldn't expect that. 
No. The Spot, which they did do a pretty good job of uh, bringing him into the old Spider-Man animated series in the 90s. I mean, he's he basically can throw out spots where he can pour around. You know, He's an interesting character, and he's hard to fight with. But he just try to punch like him. Kind of him that... Yeah, you wouldn't think. But they're going to, you know... Uh, but it's being. You know, I was thinking about when you said that Jason Schwartzman. I was thinking about the scenes from Roger Rabbit. Remember where they take the hole, take the hole, put it on the wall, and reach yeah. in. It. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what the spot can do. So this could be interesting. Uh, June second, twenty twenty three. We're a year away from Spider Man across, across the Spider Verse is what this se- sequel movie uh, says. <clears throat> but yeah, I, that's interesting because I mean this had a very you know, kind of fun and witty style. Uh, that first movie, so yeah, I like I, it. It, what it, they can do with the spot could be fun. Because the thing I like about that, it, 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 it was a great show, but it, I like that it almost does kind of have a Looney Tune style about that. It's, <laughs> in a way, it, yeah, it, it, it's 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 its own thing, and it, yet it's not so serious that you can't get away with right. some of those things. And here's something else. Now, uh, I I never played this game when it came out. It was mainly a PC game. But I'm a big fan of the Bioshock games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The yeah. people who made Bioshock originally had done a game called System Shock, and I think there's a System Shock 2, uh, as far as I know. But they are remaking System Shock to put it on consoles. I mean, this is an old game, so, I mean, they're just rebuilding it. But this is, it's that same, or, or, or Bioshock isn't really a horror game, but it's it's kind of a scary environment where everything's gone really off the rails bad. And System Shock, everything's went off the rails bad, but this time it's this computer program that runs the entire thing out in space that has decided it wants to kill you and that's all i know about it but uh it is a uh, moving along and there was i guess a trailer of some sort that uh uh and even shodan who is the the ai or the computer is actually breaking the fourth wall and talking to the audience about the trailer but uh, apparently um it's coming up fairly soon and they gave a pretty good look at uh, the game and uh impressions were pretty good apparently of this um, it originally came out in 1994. It basically says it's a horror game set on the space station in 2072 called Citadel Station, and players control the hacker tasked with ruining the plans of a rogue AI named Shodan. No release date for the remake has been given, but the director of business development, Larry Cooperman, said development is largely complete. So I expect we might see this by the end of the year, if not early next year. Guess what, though? We made it to the trailer park. The Neverland Trailer Park. There was some good trailers that shown out there, and there's actually a, a Disney Plus trailer that I haven't watched this yet. Star Command, come in. Do you read me? There's something so aspirational about Buzz. We get to grapple with this question. Who is Buzz Lightyear? I'm Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger. Buzz is the most upright citizen. He's the strongest, he's the fastest, he's the estest. His job is to push Woody's buttons. To infinity and beyond! We loved that it made no sense. (laughs) He's the superhero that every kid either wants to be like or wants to be friends with. When we're designing Buzz, I thought we had something that was cool. But we didn't have a clue that this was going to become a phenomenon. And the stakes are even higher when you're reimagining such a beloved character. He is more than just the character in the Toy Story world. I think the word you're searching for is Space Ranger. 
we're about to release a film about the origin story of Buzz Lightyear. Andy, the kid in Toy Story, is so excited to get this Buzz Lightyear doll because he went to see a movie. That movie is Lightyear. And it's about the birth of a hero. Hello, Buzz. Buzz Lightyear becomes a space ranger, but we also see his heart grow. We've got an established character that everyone knows and loves. It was up to us to flesh out this whole world. Ready, Captain Lightyear? The character design is extraordinarily iconic, and I wanted to celebrate that design. There's a million small details that you have to focus on. His chin is pretty defining, you gotta have the chin. He's got these big round eyes. In our film, Buzz has hair. This is definitely not the Buzz we know, because it's a different Buzz. Sensors have detected no sign of intelligent life. Making a world that feels believable and lived in will allow the emotional story to come forward. To infinity. And beyond. Good luck, Captain. We're all counting on you. Roger that. Beyond Infinity, Buzz and the Journey to Lightyear. Original documentary now streaming only on Disney Plus. And catch Disney and Pixar's Lightyear. Rated PG. Only in theaters June 17th. Now, as much as that seems like a trailer for Lightyear coming out this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, that's actually about a documentary, as they said, on Disney Plus uh, about Buzz Lightyear and the phenomenon that that character has been. Because one thing they kind of show you in this trailer is the Thanksgiving Day Parade has a Buzz Lightyear balloon. They don't have a Woody balloon, though, do they? No. Isn't that interesting? I think so, no. Like Buzz Lightyear has become his own thing as the side character. He's like Jack Burton. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's the sidekick character, but he doesn't realize he's supposed to be the sidekick. So, <laughs> so Jack Don't Burton, of course, I'm talking about. Don't you say that about Jack Burton. <laughs> he's the sidekick he's that doesn't the hero realize it. for me. Yeah. But that's, that's part of the humor of it is, like, he's the sidekick and he just doesn't realize it. Black Adam. What have your powers ever given to you? Nothing but heartache. I was a slave until I died. Then I was reborn a god. My son sacrificed his life to save me. Now, I kneel before no one. In this world, they're heroes. I feel the pain of my city wherever I go. And they're villains. Heroes don't kill people. Well, I do. My vision has shown me the future. You have two choices. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. That's up to you. Did he just catch a rocket? He caught a rocket.
October 21st, we see DC's Black Adam, which I know him mainly as a, as a uh, Captain Marvel slash Shazam villain. Yeah. But we get uh, like an origin story for him. But I, I don't really know any more about the character. I've seen him on several things through DC Comics. He is he is a villain, really. Yeah. And that's I guess there is the Rock, obviously. So they're yeah. going to give uh, you know Dwayne Johnson. They're um, going to give him his own thing. But in reality, of course, he's basically going to take on uh, Shazam. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm waiting glad for that. That's, that'll be outstanding. Uh, but yeah, he is the villain. But they, it's kind of going for that thing that they continuously do. Is like a villain's not really a villain, but he is. I mean, yeah. that's what he is. And I like that where he's talking to Hawkman in this one, or Hawkman tells yeah. him, "It's like you know, the heroes don't kill." Yeah, they. they I mean, believe me, everybody yeah. wants to when when your your buttons are pushed. By that, I mean, if you were fighting somebody yeah. and they're, and they're killing everybody else, I mean, you'd be doing your you'd be like tempted. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it'd be a very interesting story and everything, and I'm, it looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, uh, it looks really good. So, looks really well done. Yeah, October twenty first. And I'm I think he's the perfect. Uh, talking about the Rock Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I think he's perfect for it. Really, I do. I think he's per- the perfect cast. He doesn't need a little padding in his suit to make him look no, as big he, as he should be. And <laughs> he's also. Uh, I mean, everything about him is perfect. He, he just he has that kind of an attitude. Yeah. And like I said, the Rock really doesn't act. He's he's like everybody else. He doesn't have. He's the kind of guy. He's a character. He's a type. character type. Yeah. He he's just got to go and be the rock. Now, I mean, he has to act bad because he's really not a bad guy. Yeah. But he, but he, uh, in this case, he just doesn't really have to do much. He, just, I mean, as far as change who he is, because he's, yeah. he's he's affable as heck. Yeah. Except maybe that's the part that does make have to, he does have to act in this. Because you're going to have to really not like him at times. So that's going <laughs> yeah. to be the hard part. I don't know if it would be on the level like Joaquin Phoenix, what he did in Joker, where you're kind of like, you know. Oh, that was spooky. He's spooky and cringy, some things he does oh, as he's, he's turned into his dark side. But that's what made that such a good movie. But, ooh, that's one I can. I don't think I'm watching again because it's, oh, wow. I, I don't know if it's true. They're talking, they're making a sequel to that. I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's true either. But it would be interesting if they do it right. Yeah. But uh, moving on to what Marvel's offering, we've already talked about this movie, but you know what? They actually put out a little something. How are we doing, guys? We're all about to die. You said this would be a relaxing holiday. I said it was going to be like a relaxing holiday. Times like this, we need to come together. Quite a reunion, huh? What a classic Thor adventure. Okay, we should go. Thor Love and Thunder. Tickets on sale Monday. So, yeah, that's kind of just a short thing that they'd put out there. Uh, I think the Monday they're talking about has passed. So, tickets are on sale if you want to get your tickets early. Uh, but, yes, Thor Love and Thunder. Every time they show some more stuff, I'm like, this is going to just be fun. Especially showing him and you know, getting there interact and be part of the Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit more. Yes. Oh, this is going to be fun. I am, I'm excited for that one. Uh, I forgot what day it's actually coming out, but I think it's a couple weeks. I think we're coming up I'm pretty fast on to it. it. Yes, looking forward to it. Uh, other things, I, I'm not going to play the audio because this is, I mean... These are not really the typical movies or television series that we necessarily cover, but I want to, because it's a geeky, nerdy thing, I want to bring them up and mention. We did get a trailer for a movie called Prey, which is not based off the video game series of Prey. It is basically Predator 5, and uh, it's uh, actually more like a prequel because it is a predator that comes to Earth uh, to uh, pre-America days, and then you got the natives running around, and... Uh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, it's it, I, I smell an agenda because 
You've uh-huh. got a female character who's she's not allowed to be a hunter in the tribe, and she wants to become a hunter and a warrior, and so she uh. is going to come and clash with a predator who comes to Earth. So, yeah, yeah, I smell the agenda probably fitting in there that they're going to make a, a point of it. and uh, So, yeah, but I haven't paid attention to Predator movies anyway in a long time, so I don't care. I like but I wanted, to, I wanted to just mention it's coming out. Then the next thing that I'm going to just mention, but I'm probably not watching this, and uh, I have discussed at length even last episode that I'm a fan of the Resident Evil game franchise, but they have not yet made a movie that I either enjoyed or even wanted to watch. Uh, and... <laughs> Now we got a Netflix live action series that every time I look at it, I'm like, somehow or another, it's like, you guys got it wrong again. When they do an animated series, it's not bad. But when they try to do a live action, that's like, why? How did you mess this up? Again. And again. And again. And there was a new trailer for that. And fans are not really being pleased. But, uh, they, I mean, this is another time where you got people who make the movie. They're like, yeah, we never actually played any of these games. We really don't know anything yet. But, oh, hey, but there's money to be made if we make a series off of it. And like, yeah, that's not how you make a good series, you know, that's going to make, you know, make the fans love it and make the, make people become new fans of it. So, yeah, you've shot yourself in the foot. But anyways, all right, I'm going to move into a movie review. <laughs> I'm keeping the show rolling, brother. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good, bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom next. Want to see a Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy. <laughs> you know what? I'm turning the volume on that thing. I'm just going to let it play. I was meaning to turn my mic back on, and I hit the wrong button, y'all. <laughs> All right, but uh, you and I, and uh, I would not have gone if you hadn't called for an early, and I was like, okay, I will go with you. <laughs> and uh, I got you free popcorn, even. Yes. We went to go see Jurassic Park Dominion. Yes. And... Uh, Basically, what 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 I even this is what even I told Heather when I got home. I was like, "Well, what do you do with a, a film franchise when your last movie you officially jumped to the shark? You come back and you know, make the cheesiest action movie out of it you possibly can, and just hope people have fun watching it. And it was stupid fun. I enjoyed it because well, listen, we're talking about Jurassic World. The, yeah, unfortunately, Dominion, not Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic World of Dominion. Yeah. I personally enjoyed it because. It's what I expect from the films. The, the, the first of both films, both series, however you want to call it, uh, Jurassic Park is my favorite. The oh, original. Yes. And, and then, we're going to talk about it later in the show. And my very favorite is that. And then second favorite is Jurassic World, the original of that. Yeah, because that was actually pretty good. I enjoyed both those. I didn't care much for uh, Lost World. Uh, that was the second film it was yeah. made. I didn't care much for that. It was okay. I mean, I don't dislike it, but yeah. but but you know, it does have Jeff Goldblum in it. Oh, so, that's, you know. that makes it uh, makes a lot of, a lot more fun. Yeah. And then, uh, but it was that jumped a lot of sharks itself. <laughs> and then, um, and then the third one jumped a lot of sharks. But that being said, it still had its fun too because at least it had Alan Grant, you know, Sam yeah, Neill, Sam Neill, and that having was fun. visions of talking raptors. Yeah, and that was funny. <laughs> Uh, and it had good actors in it. Besides that, you know, uh, but it wasn't great. And then, um, then Lost World was fun, but the second one, I liked what, it. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, the second one of that. It was, um, it was fun. I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. Uh, but I thought this one. Well, the best part of it to me was the fact that you got the original cast with yeah. the new, with the Lost World cast. That was. A, I really enjoyed that. Uh, there's a lot of things about it that I really, really enjoyed, and and so I did like it. But it's it's probably my third favorite of all of them. 
because it brought and uh, partially because it brought it into a lot of things and and kind of yeah. brought it into a lot of things well, even from the direction we got Dodson here yeah exactly <laughs> and it even brought it into certain things even from the first and second film and all that yeah. stuff that I was uh, you know in the third movie and if you haven't seen it by now by gosh it came out a long time yeah, ago yeah a long time ago 2002 or three uh, something like that maybe more but anyway the point is that I was glad that they finally brought uh, brought the, in this sense you get to see a lot of questions about um, oh Laura Dern and Sam Neill mm, you know their, yeah. their characters yeah. and I was glad about that to get that to an end I know <laughs> one thing I thought was really my opinion stupid Whenever there was an interview recently with Laura Dern, and uh, they were talking about how the in the first movie it was their age difference was just too much, and uh, and almost perverted. They, this is her opinion because she was so young and uh, for him, and because there's like twenty years difference and all that stuff. And, and no, none of us knew that because after all, they're actors. And I was sitting there thinking, well, that's not perverted because she's not uh, she wasn't underage and yeah and so that's not the whole other thing but either way uh I, this not to sound mean she never looked like she was in her 20s in that first film yeah she didn't and and so i had no idea <laughs> that's so mean sounding yeah. i know but i she looked let's just say she looked a lot more mature but that's all yeah uh, but i Anyway, but he also didn't look like he was in his mid forties. Yeah, he's aged very well, you know. Yeah, he really is. So to make him look as old as he is, they had him grow a beard this time, so yeah, he has some gray hair. Yeah, you know? <laughs> uh, but but boy, I tell you what, it was really great to see those three back together yeah. again. They they all do so well together. Yeah, and I love Jeff Goldblum. Yes, indeed, he's so much fun. He, yeah, he's just yeah. He's just Jeff Goldblum, and I love that so. actress that joined him in this one. I don't know her name. Oh, the uh, the pilot. Oh, oh yeah. she was great. She oh she was she was the Indiana Jones character. She was. She, she even was. basically said that she was making it up as she goes. And like the yeah. plan is that we land the plane and then not die. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like I and I even looked over and says I like her. <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything for anyone, but there was a scene that freaked me out. They're trying to protect. A, oh, I can't even remember her name. Um, the girl that released dinosaurs onto the world? No, no, not her. Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, oh, uh, Bryce Dallard. Bryce Dallard. Dallard. Yeah. Bryce, okay. But what's the character's name? I don't remember. Uh, Claire. Claire. She gets released uh, on a parachute and because they're trying to protect her from this mm-hmm. plane thing. Yeah, which, okay, are you better off jumping out of the plane into a, an area full yeah. of dinosaurs running around than you would be on the plane? There was so much stuff that I had to... Oh, but, I would have been banging my head in the wall. Defense, so stupid. In their defense, they figured they were going to crash or die. Yeah. But Well, yeah. Would you rather just die in a plane crash or get eaten alive <laughs> by a dinosaur? That was, but in that scene... Stupid. I was so... Nervous in her her position, uh, Claire's position, because she had to crawl out of a position. Uh, Am I going to get eaten or not? That was terrifying. Uh, I I was not terrified of anything in there. I mean, uh, the, the, this because the, the first movie it's it's an adventure, but it's scary. Yeah. Lost World still has some moments of scary. I remember when we first saw it in the theater oh, yeah. and they had that raptor that suddenly popped up underneath that, the door yeah. thing. We jumped five feet, man. Oh, yeah. It still had some scary stuff. But the, well, the, it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. He's, he was still in there. Yeah. yeah. These, the Lost World movies have not been scary. And this one, to me, wasn't scary. It was like, ooh, this is an interesting moment. But I at no point thought that anything was going to happen to well, Claire. Well, the first one did pretty good with some of that. 
the, the Lost World. The movie. Lost World. Well, it yeah. still wasn't scary. No, it was more like a I mean, going to an adventure park. Yeah, and then everything's gone wrong. So we kind of expect. I mean, it had some pretty intense moments, yeah. but it wasn't scary like the first one. And heck, by the no. time by the time we got Jurassic Park three, they weren't acting like animals; they were just acting like monsters. Yeah, and it was ridiculous. Which, like you know, it's now we've lost some credibility. I will say this though: and, yeah. in a way, they weren't supposed to be like regular animals anymore because the thing, you know, again, I'm not trying to remember anything, but I guess if you already seen the first and the second, you'll know. They they basically are trying to act like gods, and they're yeah. messing with these animals. They and were playing with the DNA a lot. Th- yeah, and making them almost into these hybrids. Yeah, these hybrid mutants, mutants, and trying to make them into what they thought they should be. So almost them not acting animal-like and almost monster-like is almost correct. Yeah. Well, then they're doing it with humans and messing that around. That becomes yes. We had a whole. Uh, apparently, we needed to have a virgin-born character. Or what we thought was. Uh, well, no, because yeah. she cloned herself and yeah. made herself pregnant, and that's where the little girl came from. Yeah. But she's mixed with some of the same DNA that was used to put dinosaurs out there. But she wasn't a virgin. I mean, but I know what you're saying. But yeah. <laughs> she, you know, because it's part of the we don't need no man yeah. thing. But, well, she, you know, who, if she'd ever done anything, but we, we, we don't ever get that the, her mother that we see in videos, you know, she might have been so busy with science that she just never had a relationship, you know, we, you know but we're, we, we're kind of getting the virgin birth thing, because she made herself pregnant. Yeah. You know, by herself. Uh, so as, as I was, I'm, I, well, there was a but, lot of eye rolling pseudoscience that, see, the, the original Jurassic involved. Yeah. <laughs> the original Jurassic Park and even if you go, you know, you read the book, it reads like a science book. He thought this out, that how this could happen. Michael Crichton, you know, he put some effort in. This has gotten such a bad pseudoscience that this almost could have been the origin story that Stan Lee wrote for a Marvel hero. Or he doesn't true. know anything about science. He's just like, well, what if a radioactive spider bit somebody? Well, he'd get power. Sure, why not? Because he didn't know anything. And that's pretty much what this movie felt like. It's like we went from a movie that was we began a movie franchise that began with scary, with trying to be realistic of like, hey, you know what? What this could be possible to being this is completely unutterly ridiculous pseudoscience now, to where like the credibility, the believability was gone, and but it was stupid fun. And I will say, I did have some fun. Yeah. But it was incredibly stupid. And right now, the critics are tearing this up. Although people, now the, the audiences are being like, yeah, it was stupid, but I, I had fun. Yeah. And that's pretty much how I'm at. I agree with everybody. It was, this was stupid, but it was fun. Yeah, it was definitely I fun. I had a good time. Well, quite honestly, so, it, not, not that I'm going to get into all this, except that I don't believe in evolution anyway, so yeah. I don't. I, I never did think it was credible. Now we're going to get hate mail. <laughs> I don't really care. I, I, I uh, never have believed a lot of the stuff that they said in those films anyway, yeah. so I always thought yeah. it was science fiction. <laughs> yeah, it's well, and it is, it is a science fiction, yeah, true, yeah. but good science fiction should have some believability. So at least some. Because uh, yeah. the first one, I mean, science fiction, when done right, is believable and makes a point to our own society. And the first one, it really did. And uh, it sums up by our favorite line from good old Jeff Goldblum. You stopped well, whether or not you could. You didn't stop, stop to think, think whether should. you should. You know one thing I did and like in this film? He, uh, also, when he talks about that you, you're, like, you, you're standing on the shoulders of geniuses, you got this DNA, and you're waving around like a kid who's found his father's gun. One thing I did like about this film that I wish... That they would have had Alan Grant's character, which is Sam Neill, you know, playing it. I wish they'd had him see it or be involved with it because I was hoping they was going to have it. There's a, a dinosaur in here that had wings and everything. Remember, they had that one dinosaur in there that had wings and things, like, yeah, like, like a feathers. Trinidad. Yeah, it had like feathers oh. and all. And yeah, I, they're putting feathers on the dinosaurs. Yeah, and I was—I yeah. I don't know if it was because they was messing around with all these different 
types of animals. No, that and, is part of the evolutionary thought that they turned into birds well, so that what, they started spreading I really feathers. wanted Ann, uh, wanted Alan Grant's character to see that because you remember how in the first film he kept going with that. Yeah, that, that was his theory that they might have turned into birds. Yeah, so I yeah. kept thinking that would have been a neat scene for him. It was like, yeah. they really are birds or whatever, you know? Oh, look, they really are. Yeah. And, well, and that's one of the things I find incredibly, it was just so cheesy, is, and I'm, I'm trying not to spoil anything, but when they're flying the plane and they get randomly attacked by some giant thing that all it wants to do, it doesn't continue like thinking that's got prey. It just rips the plane apart and then goes away. Yeah. Or just random, just randomly, you know, okay, no good, no for, because, see, animals hunt for food or they'll defend. And that's, that's what it felt like in the first Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, usually. That they were behaving like animals, like you would expect them. If they th- feel threatened, they could defend themselves, or they're hunting, and you're like, well, okay, you look like food. But this one, it's like when you have yeah. like a random where they're just seem like they're just territory. being vicious. You're yeah, or territorial. Yeah. yeah. And the, once again, we've got to where the animals aren't behaving that way. And we even had like a, it was interesting, but it felt like a James Bond movie where they had this black market where people are selling dinosaurs. That was kind of for fun. Military stuff. Yeah. And that's, but you end up with the cheesiest chase scene. Yes. And I even looked at this, this was, that was the most ridiculous thing I think I've seen. Because especially when you're, you're right, chasing down alleyways on motorcycles with the, they had some sort of weird hybrid raptor thing that they oh, made that, was going fast, that, that you could target with a laser and they would instantly just, you, know, you could control it. It's like if you pointed a laser pointer at somebody, they would go and kill that person. Yeah, and, that But was they're crazy. chasing through the streets right in the middle of all these people. And the dinosaurs are not really bugging anybody. You know, it's just like yeah, dinosaurs are just life, running down the stinking streets. And then, okay. Because in real life, <sighs> in real life, if let's say uh, uh, an older person had fallen down, let's say with a walker or whatever, if or anybody. If falling down in front of a raptor, I'm not saying they wouldn't go after their target, but by gosh, they take. They'd be the like, time, "Hey, I'm hungry." They, they would at least, yeah. yeah, kill them and come back for them. Yeah, boy, because the, yeah. you know the claws are, are what, do you, what do you call them? Those little claws that they got, the big claw. Okay, the claw. <laughs> we'll call it that. That's we'll something they call it. Six that inch retractable claw. Retractable claw. <laughs> yeah, as they, they said, they would at least yeah. take it, slice their neck open. Come back for them later when they're done. Oh, I'll save that for a snack. I'll save Jeremy for a snack. On they, yeah. they would say, and then well, come back. Yeah, like a jaguar will hide their food up in a tree. That's it. Slash yep. it. Come back to that come lane, back to it. Yep. the alley later. That was, speaking of slashing the neck, that was kind of a fun little add-in where uh, Doctor Graham is talking about saying, you know, "We used to think that they would rip open the bowels, but now they know they go for straight for the jugular." Yeah, that's so, right. But it was that, funny because really he did the bowel thing. I think he's just trying to scare that kid in the first place. Yes. Well, if you want to scare the kid, you could have pulled a gun on him. <laughs> they did have a lot of funny flashbacks like that. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. There was this really great scene where but let's let's not spoil too much now. Be careful. Oh, you're right. But there are some great scenes where they you have Jeff Goldblum saying things that just it was just so perfect, like from the first movie, like little things like, uh, "Oh, well, I done this and this," and I was like, "Oh, I love Jeff, man. Yeah. He just has a way. I tell you, he's great." But overall, I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily recommend seeing it in the theater. Other than you might just have fun. It's it's popcorn, stupid to find. Yeah. But uh, really, I would I would wait for it to come on a streaming maybe. But, uh, you know, if you just want to go out and have a good time, it is worth going down oh, just yeah, to have fun. a good time. Uh, but uh, don't expect greatness. <laughs> really, it's, it's fun, but it's stupid. Really, of all the films, there's only one, in my opinion. No, we'll say two. There's two that would that I would say are great. Or, or I'll say one is great. This, the Jurassic World is... Um, it's, it was it's worth pretty, watching. It, it was, was definitely worth it. It was better than I expected and, and, and then, on that one. But all the other ones are, uh, we'll say... B or C movies, yeah. but they're there, skippable. There's only the two that I'd say would be A plus. Yeah, speaking a plus of an A plus, one, A for another. <laughs> yeah, speaking of an A plus, 
our our major feature content, we're going to go back in time to 1994. And you're going to love this. Take a good listen here. living biological attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. The most phenomenal discovery of our time How'd you do this? becomes the greatest adventure of all time. Can I touch it? Sure. Universal Pictures presents... You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. Fences are failing all over the park. Yeah, that's nice. Gotta go. An adventure. Look out! Go! I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. Now, we, we have to agree the greatest achievement of Jurassic Park was Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, hey. <laughs> He's pretty great in that movie. <laughs> yes, he is. And he taught me a long time ago, especially depending on what I ate, hang on to your butt. Hang on to your butt. Exactly. So this great, is the movie man. that gave us Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he was in other things before that, but he was... Um, well, yeah, because he had the bit in the Coming to America. Well, he had been, even also with that, remember he was in that, uh, uh, what was it called, Loaded Weapon? And... Um, Oh, the parody of the Little Weapon. I don't and think I saw he it. He was in a couple other great movies too. But he's he's he was awesome. Yeah. He was just awesome. So that's the one that put him on the map. Really, oh, yeah, is for playing Mister Arnold. There. And he was in the, in the well, and then after right after that in '94. Now this one, uh, yeah, 1993 yeah. It was Jurassic Park. But in '94, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, and I remember when it was coming out. I was like, oh, the, the, that's the guy from Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's great. With John Travolta. Oh, I love him, man. He's great. Yep. But uh, I remember when this you know, when it came out. I was like, oh, this. You know, I've seen the trailer. I was like, this could be kind of cool and everything. But they were they were pretty good about really not showing a whole lot of the dinosaurs. Well, they were great they too. Were, they were saving the house special and how amazing this was. Because I mean, this there have been some computer animated characters before this, but this is where we really got to see the potential. It said it. Uh, it, it, it the, the things they did before that were small special effects. Yeah, of, it, but, but this that's what took it to the extreme the next level and. Really, it's what was the first big computer effect that yeah. that set into award winning and all this other stuff yes. that was really out there, and it, it still holds up. Oh, it those does. Effects. The only effect that I ever thought didn't do great was a uh, uh, what's the name of it now? Uh, Gallimimus. Yeah, it was it was good, but it wasn't it was good at the, at the time. It was, it's also the only, it was still amazing. It's also the only daytime one, right? So that's the other thing. Yeah, all the other ones were uh, um, oh, what you call it. Um, Oh. At night, or it was darker. Yeah, or, but what I mean, yeah, in practical effects, they had built. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're practical like, effects. So building like, a huge T Rex like that with the shakes because it got wet. <laughs> it was great. And then the other one, the Stegosaurus. Uh, I'm going to say Triceratops. I, I mean, yes. triceratops. The, yeah. the, that was one thing I did love about Lost World. When you, when they brought it out, it had ones that we wanted to see, like Stegosaurus and yeah, others. It was so great to see them. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Ah. Oh, sure. But later there's running. Later they're screaming. They're screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember to this day. I still do it. But whenever I watched the Lost World for the first time, we at the theater. We all laughed because we weren't used to hearing him uh, talking about Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Him yell for serious, and he he says Sarah. And he, but all of a sudden he just goes Sarah. 
Sarah, he yells, and he just looks so funny. We were not expecting it, and it wasn't meant to be funny, but it looks funny. But it's Jeff Goldblum. It's so. Jeff Goldblum. It's, yeah. it's so sad. It's hard to take him serious unless he's trying to kill you because he's a fly. Yeah. But I remember when it came out, I was I was kind of mildly curious. I was like, well, no, no, it might might be good and everything. But then you had seen it, and you were raving like, oh, dude, yeah. you got to see this. Was, well, this was like Jaws on land. But I wasn't like a huge Jaws fan, so I was like, oh, I don't know. But we went. Watch what you say. It, and, you know, Jaws is a great film, but it's not one of like this it's, it's not my type of thing yeah generally but we went like it's like after vacation bible school where we typically jaws go to the drive with claws, in they said <laughs> you called it jaws on land i remember you told then, me that but but, but uh, people call it jaws of claws yeah but uh, but we went uh right after vacation bible school on friday where we mm-hmm. had the tradition to go in the drive-in mm-hmm. and so we watched it in a drive-in and dude oh and that freak that movie was freaky but well, still my i love the t-rex scene that is we still went, my favorite uh, scene we went with this black guy and he said man he got this, he loved it he goes man he because he loved samuel jackson and yeah. he didn't know his, he didn't say him by name he goes man he goes i love the black guy he goes and he gets eaten Spoiler <laughs> that's, what he said. that's what he said he goes he gets he goes, how come they all, this is his words, not mine. He goes, how come they always go for the dark meat? That's what he said to me. <laughs> oh, no. That's what he said to me. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard. I, now, if I had said that, I would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. But that's like, because they say if you watch the you know, horror movies, if there's a black guy in there, he's going to get it. That's what he told me. And he told me, he said, the mo- he looked at me, he said, the moment it started, he goes, no, he goes. He goes. The white people are gonna live. That's what he said. He goes. Oh. He goes. That's what he told me. He goes. I know it. I know it. <laughs> but it was. It's a oh, great movie. Great I tell movie. you. But now, what's funny is now the second time I'd seen it, because uh, I was telling like Jim and Nick, you know, my neighbors, the McCoys there, yeah, uh, how great of a movie it was, and they hadn't seen it yet, and we we all went on in an afternoon, and I was like, I knew when stuff was coming, what was going to happen, and I had the soundtrack by them because the theme music oh, is so great. But I remember watching, you know, this, it was different getting it instead of a drive and being in a theater because you had the nice big full surround oh, sound. Yeah. So I enjoyed yeah. it so much more. But I remember looking over and I, I wish I could demonstrate where you all could see this. But Jim, way back down in the seat like this, <laughs> watching, just like, oh, <laughs> he had sunk way I was low. already, even before I saw it, I was into it because I had a substitute teacher who I talked to a lot and he would read, uh, novels and things when we were working I'm talking about when we had to do like tests and things and he wasn't doing the teaching at the point and he's reading this book by Michael Crichton and it was it was called Jurassic Park and I said oh I've heard of a movie coming out about that and he goes yeah he goes it's 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 like he goes imagine if you went to Disney World that's what he told me he said imagine if you went to Disney World this was before we saw the movie he goes imagine if you went to Disney World and, and, and the Pirates of the Caribbean ate the tourists no what he said to me was <laughs> he says imagine you went to Disney World he goes and also one your rides he, he goes uh what if you went to the haunted mansion or pirates or to small world and all of a sudden he said whatever your favorite animatronic thing is it came to life and it started hunting you and he and, and because he said that to me i had a nightmare about the haunted mansion coming to life oh, on me. Man. and it was terrifying because the the people who hitchhike at the end mm-hmm. they truly did jump in and started trying to kill me oh it was terrifying and i told him the next day because he was there for like two or three weeks i said thanks a lot and i told him <laughs> but it, that gave me a terrifying uh idea of what they should have made a haunted mansion oh. movie into anyway that, oh the, well heck there's people who think a small world movie should be about getting trapped oh, in there overnight man. and all the children coming to life oh that'd be terrifying <laughs> anyway that's why he when i first heard of it he was telling me about it he read me a little bit of it and it, it did sound great and i did read the book yeah. but uh, anyway, i got my audiobook so it's 
Yeah, somewhere. I was working McDonald's at the time, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, they started selling the cups before, yeah. before the movie came out. Yeah. And that's when they brought the rib back. Uh, the McRib. For, it, they brought the McRib for that. And I was, I remember that night, uh, maybe a week or two before the movie. And I remember the first cup, I was getting ready to close. And I was sitting there looking at the cup, and there was a picture of the kids in the in the car, the truck, the Jeep, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and, the Ford Explorer. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, and I'm seeing a bit of the T-Rex, like its foot and all that. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at it, and I could tell that it was storming on the thing, and it was and it was storming outside. Oh. And I'm sitting there eating a rib, and we're about to close, and I remember I saw the lights of a, of a of some kind of a car coming by, it looked like a Jeep or something outside, and I saw lightning striking, and I couldn't help but thinking about what this movie is going to be like. Mm. And I was getting so excited. And when it came time to do the dishes in the back, I remember looking at my uh, cup back there and kept thinking, I just can't wait to see this doggone movie. <laughs> yeah. Heck, I even, uh, I had a couple of posters on my walls. I remember I had oh, one of the T-Rex yeah. and I had one, one of the Raptors that says, you are what I eat. <laughs> yeah. I had posters, had the soundtrack on cassette, had had the single of first that had oh, the yeah. anthem and then the theme on that. And then I had the cassette soundtrack. You remember me? I've been bought the whole thing and stock out of still and all yeah, that. Yeah. It's just because of John Flippin' Williams. Oh, I love John Williams. John Flippin' Williams is just, and heck, and he having the new movie with having a few callbacks was pretty cool. But the original John Williams soundtrack and scoring is simply brilliant and it really brings the, 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 the whole thing together and grabs the emotion to it it's, I mean such a great I'm going to have to go home and watch it brother yeah, but I got it he's, go un, he's still unbeable in my opinion John. Yeah, indeed. He, even in the new indeed. Obi-Wan Obi-Wan show his music his is great his one did that theme it's yeah. so great it's great having an Obi-Wan theme yes. from Johnny yes, Johnny Williams the maestro y'all, y'all can't see it but in my room is like I said before it's filled with a lot of stuff. Toys. I have Jurassic Park toys and things on the wall yeah. and, I, it's, and even the film that I have I have a the, the first three in a set that yeah, look like looks the like doors. the door. Yep, 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 yep. That's pretty great. And of course, you know, I've, I've still I would love to have ridden the original ride that was in Universal. Now it's become a Jurassic World ride. Yeah, I have and the original. They've changed I mean, it. I've done the original. Yeah, I wish I could have gotten. I've never been to Universal Studios theme park, but I would love to have seen the original ride. Because uh, it had some I, of the original music even in it. And I accidentally lied to I've someone. I've seen some video of it, though, at least. I, I, I accidentally lied to someone, and I said that it wasn't very much of a drop. Now, luckily, they didn't go with me on it because but I originally thought that it was going to be like a 20-foot, 30-foot drop. Uh, <laughs> it was like an 80-foot drop. No joke. It was huge. And, well, uh, it had to be big enough for that big T-Rex to come swinging up in there. <laughs> it's what it is. You go in there, there's a big old T-Rex, and I'm <laughs> telling you, but man, it's fun. Yeah. And that T Rex comes right at you. Woo, doggy. Well, yeah, at least used to. Now it's a completely different ride. But what's funny is when you watch a video of it and you realize it, it's like it's on this swing and it swings this full body T Rex. So it's, I mean, if it was just a head, it would be believable. But when you see it, it's like the swing, the feet, and everything. And it's just kind of whoop. But when you're in the dark and going down you a hill, can't you can't it. tell. Yeah. It's just this thing comes out through the waterfall. Yeah, it, but there's wind and everything. And it, and it, oh. so it feels like breath. And it's it, that's the thing about seeing it's cool, but living it, it feels yeah. like you, you feel wind and there's there's even odor. And by that, I don't mean that, that you smell, you know, T-Rex breath, but I just mean there's a certain odor and air of being in it almost like uh, uh, you're like in a ride of a swamp type of thing yeah. feeling. And they, 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 they do such a great job. 
But now, what was fun with uh, with Jurassic Park is you know the inevitable being in the nineties video game tie-ins. Oh, of course. The Super Nintendo got got one version which I thought was kind of weird, but the 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 one that I enjoyed was the one on the Sega Genesis. Yes, I remember. Was I mean they, they give you an option between playing as either Doctor Grant or a Raptor. So it's almost like you had two different games, and uh, the music of it was great. It wasn't like the John Williams stuff. What in the world was that? I don't know. I barely moved this, and I did a wing wing. <laughs> Ooh, uh, but you know the uh, the yeah, had all this great music and everything, and then having the actual sounds used in the movie for the dinosaurs mm-hmm. in that that Sega Genesis game. Oh, made it so cool. And uh, I remember for the longest time, uh, like uh, me and my friend Megan, you know, because she had a copy of it and she was, there was cheat codes to get to the last level, but trying to figure out the exact spots, because the idea is you're up on the skeleton, uh, the T-Rex skeletons or whatever, and uh, the raptors are below and you're supposed to throw something and hit certain spots on the skeleton to make it drop on the raptors and then you win the game. Could never seem to hit the right spots. Yeah. Never quite done it. I've seen video of it now, but you know, never could beat that game. Except for being a raptor, it was actually hard because you know you were trying to get to Doctor Grant at the end, and I can't remember how we finally figured out how you could get get Doctor Grant. But uh, Doctor Grant was constantly throwing things at you as a raptor when you were getting the final battle with him, and he was actually pretty tough to get to as well. But I think I did beat it once as a raptor, but I could never beat it as Doctor Grant because I couldn't ever find the right spots to hit the skeleton that makes it fall on top of the raptor, and then you you get away. So, but oh, it was a it was a fun game, and uh, I bet I can find it on an emulator. I feel like playing it now. I want to watch the movie. I want to go play the game. Problem uh, is, for me, going back in time and playing games like that, it's not like Pac Man, where it's, it is what it is, and you just yeah. do it. But when you go play a game like that, and you're remembering how fun it was then, mm. and then you play it now, and it's not. Oh, I, st- I, I I had it on the PC. I was for the room emulator. And I got to play with it and everything. I still had a good time. Oh, there you go. I still We're had a good did. time. It's yeah, good. it's great stuff. But like every good movie had to have a good tie-in, and sometimes it didn't make sense. Like everybody, you know, like the, the the NES Batman video game. There's a lot of people that are huge fans of that. But I'm like, yeah, there's nothing about that that felt like the Batman game. But then you find out it was meant to be a different game, and they just put Batman on top yeah, of it. Yeah, I And it's like, cause you, you play it, like, wow, this is very not Batman. Yeah. So. This is nothing to do with well, the movie. What in the world? And so. the thing I didn't like with Jurassic uh, Park toys, I like the dinosaurs. Yeah. But the the action figures, when they first came out, they looked really nothing like them. Kenner had a, a thing about doing that back yeah. then. They Okay, so he had a blue shirt, but it was a yep. T-shirt. <laughs> and it was uh, he had khaki pants, but and he had a, the hat. But besides that, it looked nothing like him. And then... Um, the new ones are amazing, but then, yeah. but then at the time they were nothing like. The only one they end up looking like them was like the I don't know, it was like nineteen ninety seven when they brought it out, and it was one of Jeff Goldblum. That mm. one was perfect, but all the ones before it, <laughs> nothing Terrible. like them. Oh yeah, there were nothing like except the dinosaurs were great. That was it. But here was the weird thing about the dinosaurs: you they had a thing where you could like. I guess because it's it's meant for you rip skin off. Yeah, of you rip skin off. I mean, be parts of ribs showing and all. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a, it was weird, but kids liked it because it was believe it or not, toys at one point in time were made for children. Yeah, <laughs> and kids actually played with toys, you know, yeah. and they didn't play with their phones. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. But yeah, you could have like a you could have a dinosaur bite off another one, and you'd bite off a chunk of the skin and stuff. Like yeah, they they made all kinds of different toys. Even dinosaurs you didn't see in the movie, they would make a toy of it because kids love dinosaurs. Dinosaur yeah. toys have always been a They've thing. They've always so. been a pop thing yeah but oh you know after that movie i wanted i, I wanted a ford explorer in the worst oh, way yeah they just made ford explorers cool uh and that one and you know getting it painted up would have been pretty good <laughs> yeah 
So, you know, that should be a thing now. Maybe I should get myself a Ford Explorer. No, actually, I don't think they make those, but they have a different kind of SUV now uh, that I think I've looked at that I told my wife that we should get dun, one. Dun, I think it's a dun, Voyager, dun, Ford dun, Voyager. Just go ahead and on that yeah. song now. <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, the advanced technology that was in the park and in that movie is now so funny. Look, an interactive CD-ROM! Yeah, well, That's yeah. so dated now. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, back then it's a that Unix was the thing. System. Yeah, but back then that was the thing. That you know? was that was high tech at the time. Spare no expense. Spare, <laughs> spare no expense. Oh, and that's the first movie I'd seen David Attenborough in. Oh, or I, Richard Attenborough. Yeah, oh, sorry, I'd seen him already in a few things. And then him playing Santa Claus later was oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah, just a year later, a year yeah, and a half yeah, later. Yeah, 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 it was great. But yeah, he was he was just a great actor. He was so great at the character because well, he made it where he was because the ham in the book he's not quite as lovable. No, he's not at all. Uh, but the way he played it made him a lovable, and, I, you, and you understood. And I love the scene they have where he's explaining the uh, flea circus that he used to have. He was on the Great yeah. Escape. Um, oh, the movie I, the need great to, escape. I need to see that. Oh, movie. that's great. Yeah, he he's the main guy. Really, I tried to watch it once, but I, I had something else I was trying, having to do at the same time, so I didn't get to pay attention. I say main guy. What I mean is he's the main guy. He's leading them out of there. Yeah. Because Steve McQueen's your main man. He's the main character in that sense, yeah. The main one you know. That movie's filled with great people, but anyway. Yeah. But, well, I suppose we should wrap this up. Sure. Because I think we've been at this for, once again, I've been out an hour and 20 minutes. There so you go. It's all your, fault. Like the all your fault. But we're talking about a great movie. It, it's one that Let's I don't think will ever be beat. Well, the thing I about that film. I saw 15 times with a with a girlfriend at the time yeah. of the dollar movie. I'm I saw 15 times at the theater. Because here's the deal, folks. That's what I was going to say when you brought that up. I miss dollar movies. They were. Yeah, me too. The other thing is, is that that film was out for a year. Yeah. For a little over a year. And movies don't do that anymore. Right. It, it didn't come out until, like, I want to say October. No, yeah, uh, uh, on video, uh, October of 1994. Something to that effect, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because, I mean, geez, my girlfriend at the time. That was that was our idea of a date, was going out to watch that movie again. Yeah, it was always fun. Yeah, we did it a lot. It was... You know, it was a lot of fun at the time. Just, just kind of going out and seeing. I went to the Dollar Theater, and I, it, you know, I didn't just see the Dollar Theater, but but we'd go out and see, and then they, they, it went away for a short while, brought right back again. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, yeah, they re-released it on an anniversary. I didn't get a chance to go out there and see it again, but that's okay. I went and saw it a couple of times when they brought it back out to because it, that it was a big thing for me seeing it at the theater, and I saw it with you know with someone in. That was a lot of fun going to the theater, and yeah. it had a big screen, and it was loud, and yeah. it was a lot of fun. And you know, it's, there's something about when I'm at the theater and I'm seeing some of those types of movies where it brought back feelings. You know, feelings. <laughs> I even got a Jurassic Park game I play once in a while, and this it's came out last year where you you're building your own Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, those those Jurassic World games. Mm-hmm, that's yep, great. Yep, yep. I I played with the the first one of that yeah. a little bit where because the one that like the second one like you got it seems like you're building conservation areas because they've all been late, released in the world. The one I I got the original one where you're just building a park, and I haven't unlocked where it lets me to to sandbox and just create the classic Jurassic Park. Yeah, I can do that. So. That's, I, I, that's I, I've got the ability to do it, I guess, but I just haven't sat and done it. And I've My been problem is some of those dadgum dinosaurs when I'm trying to build it are busting out the whole time because I <laughs> well, can't they turn it give on. you something to do. And I'm like, I want to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. And that's been kind of a thing. I mean, there was a mobile game for a while where you got to build your own park. and then, That's fun. And then you had to try to keep control when a storm would hit, hit the island and all that's the rough, predators yeah. would go crazy. And you're like, ah, tap, 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 tap. Yeah, there's been lots of different games along they the way, have, but we need to wrap even, this they, up. They even have one where you're building the parks like in different states. Like, 
I was building one in Washington State. Yeah, that's the second game. Yeah, that's, that's like what I'm doing. talking about. And it's fun because you get to, the, now you have to try one, build one in Arizona, and then you, and it's like, wow. And you're building like conservation areas yeah, and stuff. Pretty yeah, pretty cool. Which is, yeah, that's pretty fun. But anyway, like I said, we need to wrap this up here. Uh, so I want to remind you all to visit NeverlandPodcast.com. You can find our shop there where you can get T-shirts, which maybe we should put it on. I swear on a shirt. I don't know. Uh, there you go. <laughs> But also on our website, you can find mypodcastreviews.com and a big text link. Click on there. You can leave a review there. You can also, you can, if you got a podcast, you need to see what your reviews are around the world. They'll let you know what your reviews are. It's great. We want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with the intro of this. Don't forget, you can email us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com because when we tick you off, we like getting your hate mail. No, not really. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, follow us on Twitter, although I really don't do a lot on Twitter. Twitter is kind of a cesspool, so <laughs> I don't like Twitter, but we're there. You can follow because I do post stuff occasionally to Twitter at neverlandpcast. Well, we like Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Facebook.com, Neverland Podcast. You can find both a like page and a group. I try to post when I find something neat and interesting. I'll try to share it on there. Uh, here's the voicemail number. I don't know if it works. 816-226-6492. I, you know, I'm supposed to get a notification if somebody actually leaves a voicemail there. Uh, join the Neverlanders, of course, on the website. We still have a thing where you can become an official Lost Boy or Pixie. I uh, haven't really pushed that in a long time. And also, uh, please consider donating to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. I do have that link on our website, and you can go and help make this show happen by helping with the cost. Because I do incur quite a bit of cost myself to keep this show rolling, which I'm, I'm having fun doing it, but I'm hoping you're having fun with us, uh, enjoying the show. And so if it's worth a dollar a month to you, I'd appreciate it. Uh, you can and When you get that dollar a month thing, you know what? Those ads that you hear in the show... They go away. You get your own RSS feed as long as you're subscribing through Patreon where you don't hear the ads. Wouldn't that be special? So if the ads you hear at the beginning and the ending of the show annoy you, well, that's how you make them go away. <laughs> make them go away. But until we see you next time, when we got, we're going to have a lot of fun with Buzz Lightyear next time. Uh, but until then, get lost. In adventure. I was going to wait for you to say it. <laughs> I figured, all right, Phil, yeah. Phil loves that line. I got to let him say it once. <laughs>